Welcome back to Rockstock Channel and RK Equities' first ever conference, Canada Rocks. We are in the midst of the roaring 2020s lithium bull. Following the 2015 to 2019 boom bust, almost famous lithium 2.0 period, Tesla's battery day in September 2020 has sparked Lithium Rush 3.0. My partner Rodney Hooper believes a structural deficit in battery grade lithium is here to stay for the remainder of this decade and that lithium prices will be stronger for longer. But let there be no doubt, as the number of companies on RK Equity's scoreboard has grown from like 50 to 150 plus, there is no question that there is an oversupply of lithium investment opportunities. RK Equity is not an investment advisor and nothing you hear from us or any of the panelists in this Canada Rocks conference is investment advice. But we are an investor with and or capital markets advisor to many of the people you will hear from today. And we have curated a roster of companies we believe all merit your attention. They represent multi-billion dollar producers to advanced exploration and development unicorns to grassroots neurology plays. Like all of you watching this from your living room couch, office, or home office computer, or listening while walking the dog, driving your car, or on your Peloton bike, all of the Canada Rocks participants have paid nothing for the privilege of conveying their stories to you. And like the rapidly expanding lithium industry itself, RK Equity has grown its headcount 50% in the past few months, adding Josie Ray, who will now introduce our Canada Rocks expert speakers and tell you all about our Patreon page. Based in Cape Town, South Africa, Josie's been working for RK in the background since 2019 and just graduated with honors in computer science. Over to you, Josie. Thank you, Howard, for that introduction, and greetings to everyone who's tuning in for the conference today. It is my pleasure to tell you all a bit more about our expert speakers who will be presenting later on. First of all, we have Katie LaChapelle. After graduating from McGill University, Katie began her career at PwC, where she worked as an associate in the insurance division. Following this, she moved to Canaccord Genuity, where she started work as an analyst, before moving into her current position a few years later as the Director of Equity Research in Metals and Mining. Our next panelist is David Deckelbaum, who's a Managing Director and Senior Analyst at TD Cowan, specializing in sustainability and energy transition, next-generation materials and energy. He joined TD Cowan in 2018 from KeyBank Capital Markets. Prior to this, worked on both the buy side and sell side. Our third panelist is Ernie Ortiz, who is the co-founder, CEO, and president of Lithium Royalty Corp. He managed the origination, structuring, and execution of the 27 royalties within the portfolio and is an experienced analyst, having worked at Tide Point Capital and Credit Suisse, as well as presented at several investor conferences. Our final panelist is Matt Fermi, who is currently the Managing Director of the Battery Metals Review and at the Volta Research Fund. Before this, he was a Senior Mining Analyst at GMP Europe. Besides the specialization in small to medium market cap miners, Matt is also an expert on the lithium battery metals supply chain and regularly writes on the schematic in the Battery Metals Review, which is released monthly. We are also very privileged to have Ken Brinsden here today delivering the keynote fireside chat. Ken is a mining engineer with over 25 years of experience in surface and underground mining operations. Until July 2022, Ken served as a Managing Director and CEO of Pilbara Minerals. Today, he is the non-executive chair of Patriot Battery Metals. Looking back, though, he has worked for WNC Resources, 
Normandy Central Norseman Gold Corporation, Goldfields, and Iluka Resources in production, management, brownfields, and greenfields mine development roles. Before I pass the baton back to Howard, who will continue with his welcome address, I just wanted to say a few words about our Patreon page. If you find value in the content that we produce and you'd like to support us beyond just liking, commenting, subscribing, hitting the bell, and all the typical YouTube support things, consider supporting supporting our Patreon page as well. We have three tiers and you get really cool benefits at all of them. At the $10 tier, you can get early access and extended cuts of all of our content. At the $100 tier, you can get a small group meeting with Howard and Rodney who will answer your questions live. And finally, at the $300 tier, you can get a one-to-one -one meeting with Howard and Rod. I believe it's 60 minutes and they can just chat to you about any ideas that you have. And yeah, you can learn a bit more about the industry in that space. So with that, let us know what you're looking forward to most about the conference in the comments. We'll be keeping an eye on them throughout the day and some of the companies might also check them too. Thanks, Josie. For musical inspiration for Canada Rocks, I draw from Rush and the Rolling Stones, in particular, their first greatest hits album, Hot Rocks. It's no accident this conference is taking place on Ruby Tuesday. Lithium investing can often feel like the adventures of Tom Sawyer. In the wake of a 50% decline in China spot carbonate and with global bank failures in the headlines, we're in one of those now familiar gimme shelter retracement periods. Good timing for those with surplus cash to sharpen their pencils and identify the right lithium company dips to buy. I see a red door, and I want to paint it black. As I said in my opening remarks, an oversupply of lithium hopefuls has emerged on RK Equity's lithium equity scoreboard. We all have free will and can speculate on any and all of these companies, but it is far better to avoid the fly-by-nights and to find and bet on the working man, the new world man, or woman best positioned for stock price appreciation now that Canada is squarely in the limelight. Sayana and, closer to the heart, Piedmont will imminently restart Spodumene software production in Valdor, Quebec, which will supply Tesla, LG Chem, and other Tier 1 names. But these rolling stonks have not yet experienced the re-rating that Greenfield, Piers, Core, and Sigma have over the past 12 months. I can't get no satisfaction. You can't always get what you want was picked by Patriots Blair Way as his favorite from Hot Rocks. As you'll hear in our interview, I've missed PMET's run from zero to unicorn status, but fortunately, I got what I need from Winsome's 20 cent IPO, which reached a January high 12 times that price. Eric Zoncherb, chairman of now fully permanent Critical Elements, a project now in year 14, picked Time is on My Side to compliment our Kiss from a Rose interview with CEO Jean-Sebastien Lavallee a few months ago. You'll hear Ken Brinsden and Sarah Maricel of Livent talk about the true bottleneck in mining rather than refining, in contrast to what her former boss at Tesla tells the world. I know, it's only rock and roll, but I like it. I would strongly encourage you to stay all the way to the end to hear a 75-minute roundtable I moderated with Katie, Matt, and Rodney. Topics covered include an in-depth Q&A about Lithium Americas and Sigma Lithium, and how investor psychology from retail investors who live in Canada differs from those living in Australia, which creates relative value mismatches, arbitrages, especially for exploration and development stories. Global Lithium's Ron Mitchell reminded me in a recent video of the hilarious fact in 2010, the greatest hard rock mine in the world Greenbushes in Western Australia chose to IPO on the Toronto Stock Exchange as no one in Australia cared about lithium at the time. Consider now that every Canada Rocks project at this conference is 
or wants to have an ASX listing to ensure full value. Make sure to watch Ernie Ortiz, CEO of Lithium Royalty Corp., which went public just in time during PDAC, raising $150 million Canadian. And for some color on nickel and graphite, tune in for the ever-versatile Matt Fernley's discussion with Nouveau Monde and Rodney and my interview with Todd Malin of Talon Metals. Highlighted in blue on this RK Equity scoreboard are producers and developers who have risen the most over the past 15 months, since January 2021. Sigma Lithium is up 1,400% from $3 to $46 Canadian. It is now the number one ranked pre-producer. Congratulations to my friends Anna and Calvin Gardner. Siona rose even more, 2,300% in this time frame, from less than a penny when Piedmont invested to now 22 cents, from a measly 20 million market cap to unicorn status, 1.3 billion, and ranked number four. Core Lithium is up 840% and is ranked number six. What these three have in common is imminent spodumene production, substantial revenue, and super normal software margins. Patriot and Winsome were not even on the scoreboard in January 2021, but are now number seven and 21, respectively. Each stock has been up well over 10 times, reflecting the hot rocks in the hottest exploration speculation location, James Bay, Quebec. Jonathan Buick, CEO of 20 million market cap champion, will be drilling new tenements directly between Patriot and Winsome Discoveries. I'd like to thank Jonathan for reproducing this chart made famous by Pierre Lassonde. It depicts the life cycle of a mining entrepreneur along the path from conceptualizing a discovery, then to field work, identifying drill-ready targets, then to drilling those targets, and hopefully making a discovery. When the backdrop for any commodity like spodumene is hot, new discoveries can result in parabolic stock price rises. At one point though, as reality sets in and exploration turns toward development, which can take years, stocks often languish, Patriot and Winsome are in the discovery phase. Champion, Midex, and others are in the pre-discovery mode. As just mentioned, Scion and Piedmont are in the startup ramp-up production phase, which also tends toward parabolic rises as Core and Sigma have recently experienced. Critical elements in Frontier are more in a period where stocks typically languish, though CRE has been catching up as it received all its permits and investors are starting to realize the exploration potential of the mirror. CRE hit an all-time high about two weeks ago and ranks number 13 on the RK Equity scoreboard. Strangely, producers Livent and Allchem get zero value for their Canadian operations inside their market valuations, in my opinion. Bring back Leonard Skinner. These Canadian projects are freebirds inside LTHM and AKE. Thank you to Piedmont Lithium for this USA battery map, which demonstrates the USA alone needs 650 to 750,000 tons of lithium hydroxide, not carbonate, hydroxide, by 2030. Albemarle and Livent, from their operations in North Carolina, currently produce only about 20,000 tons. In 2018 and 2019, Volkswagen famously talked about lithium as the irreplaceable element for the electric era, and they pointed to conventional spodumene mines as being the most reliable and scalable compared to South American brines and unconventional sources. So it was a bit surprising to see VW sign an offtake with Vulcan, though with no monetary commitment. VW key executive Tom Schmall continues to talk big on LinkedIn and in a recent Reuters article about owning mines. As VW announced its Ontario Gigafactory mineral resources, Chris Ellison's famous quote resonates, if you own your own Canada rocks, you're God. I've talked for the past five years about how important the North American lithium triangle will be, the spodumene to hydroxide lithium triangle. 
There are more than six Sigma Lithiums in Quebec, Ontario, and Carolina. In my opinion, we should be speaking about the North American Lithium Triangle with the following six words that begin with the letter S. Secure, scalable, sustainable, strategic, spodumene, supply chain. Quebec and Ontario rank very highly in the Fraser rankings as among the best mining jurisdictions in the world. Canada's ESG credentials are super positive, with super low-cost and super green hydro power in Quebec, and Ontario's 50% plus clean nuclear. Cheap, clean hydro is why Quebec hosts so much alumina refining and aluminum smelting, which are enormously energy-intensive. Listen carefully to Todd Malin of Talon Metals, formerly of Rio Tinto, who talks about how green premiums that are being paid now for aluminum will follow to lithium, nickel, graphite, and other localized critical minerals. Quebec produces some 3.1 million tons of alumina and 1.5 million tons of alumina across more than 10 smelters and refineries, though it imports all its bauxite. I expect Quebec and Ontario, as well as South and Southeastern USA, to have as much or more lithium chemical refineries over the next 10 to 20 years. If all the projects represented at this Canada Rocks conference come into production by 2030, the North American Lithium Triangle could produce 3 million tons of spodumene converted to 400,000 tons of battery-grade lithium hydroxide. This would be enough for 7 million EVs per year, which is less than the 8.5 million EVs President Biden is targeting at a 50% penetration rate by 2030. And 400,000 tons of hydroxide is well short of the 650 to 750 lithium hydroxide units that are needed to feed America's gigafactories currently being built. So, every one of these projects at Canada Rocks should be supported and get necessary funding so the shortfall isn't even greater. The North American Lithium Triangle, these spodumene to hydroxide hubs, are first among unequals, in my opinion, when thinking about how best to ensure supply chain security for the USA and Canada. But we will still need unconventional projects to work, which I deeply hope will be the case with Lithium America's Thacker Pass and other sediments in Nevada as well as the many and varied alternative brines in California, Alberta, Arkansas, Utah, and elsewhere. And with that, I conclude my introduction and will now introduce our first speaker, lithium legend Ken Brinsden. Ken knows a bit about spodumene from his extremely successful years leading Pilbara Minerals from advanced exploration into a producer and one of two companies that are part of the spodumene duopoly alongside Almarle and Midrise with Wajina and Greenbushes. Why, Ken, have you now turned your attention to Quebec, Canada Rocks? Mm -hmm.